previously on, the game is afoot. After defeating the doppelganger, we got some much needed shopping out of the way. While we were in town, our first stop was the blacksmith. We got ourselves nice and stocked up for all of our, you know, fantasy shenanigans. <laughs> Once we were done there, we went to the brew shop and stocked up on some well-needed potions. Uh, some minor healing and such like that. While looking around, we did also find a potion of fire breathing. While being a dragon would have been super cool, we did end up passing up on that one. We had a total of nine days to wait, so we all took that time to do some training and to learn some new skills. And the whole team had an epic battle montage. Imagine Rocky, but cooler. Much. Much. Cooler. We all were able to teach Charlotte how to use a sling, so hopefully she won't be flinging around her poop this time. Cross your fingers. On the tenth day, the prince did come to collect us at the manor. After our breakfast, we joined him in the carriage for our ten-day-long journey. Yeah. <laughs> we were on our way to the animal kingdom. Before we left, a really sweet servant gave Charlotte this adorable sweater and gave me some really delicious trail mix. She was very sweet. On our journey, Koichi was giving me a, a sort of look. When I asked him about it, though, um, he said I looked familiar. I made sure to tell him that, uh, well, there's really no way that we could have met before this. So uh, he dropped it. Eventually, we did reach the royal city, and wow, it was so cool. We met so many interesting people there. After talking to the kings and telling them our story, we were encouraged to go talk to Hestia and see if she could help. She was the court sorcerer, after all. We told her everything. Jack showed her the markings, and Eden even told her about this crazy dream she had about her grandma. Apparently it meant something, because Hestia immediately started doing research. We decided to give her some space so she could work in peace. No, <laughs> we're not exactly the quietest bunch. When we got back to our room, we found purses full of gold. You know what that means. Shopping time! <laughs> and you know me, I'm all about those baked goods. So we went into town looking for some delicious pastries. And that's when we met the really sweet Kenku woman. After purchasing everything, she asked if we were observing Swish Day. I wasn't exactly sure at the time what that meant. So when I asked, she explained that Swish was the Kenku who nursed the Peacebringer back to health. Again, at the time, that didn't mean much to me. Or anybody. <laughs> So we got all of our goods and decided to go do some more shopping. Jack, Eden, and I wanted to get ourselves a little souvenir for some loved ones back home. So we went to a woodcarver shop. While there, we all found pendants and carvings for our loved ones. Ark wasn't really too into it, but while looking around, he did find a very interesting statue of a Kenku and, well, a man that looked pretty much exactly like me. When he motioned over, well... He wasn't wrong, and the statue was my dad. I'm sure of it. Yeah. pronouns i am your dungeon master mads name pronouns character i'm mads i use they them pronouns and i play arc quill hi my name is quill i use they them pronouns and i play jack Aaliyah. whoa me okay 
<laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Aaliyah or Ali. I go by they and them and potato and I play Sam. Dore. <laughs> Quill skipped me because I always forget. Um, I'm Dory. <laughs> she her pronouns. I play Eden. God. Okay. I accidentally said it way earlier than I meant to give you more clues, but here we are. You have a statuette of this Kenku man and your dad in a very dramatic, um, loving pose. And I, I recognize it as my dad, like, all right, off the bat, for... It... I mean, the guy was my idol. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Yeah, because it's kind of a small statuette, right? Like, it's, it's not super detailed. It's, like, this big. Oh, it's okay. big enough to be pretty detailed. Um, I'm sorry, listeners, when I say this big, I'm saying, like, what would you say that is? Seven inches? Yeah. About seven inches. Um, this looks like your dad but not in a way that you've ever seen him before. Like, obviously, he's in the correct clothes for the age, um, but he also has a bit of a beard going on, and in life, he was fairly clean-shaven. Yeah. Um, and he has a scar running through one eyebrow. But that's your dad. You recognize that as your dad. Um, Sam's going to start... Very uncharacteristically hyperventilating, and that draws oh no. the attention of the rest of the party. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Ark immediately puts a hand on his shoulder and is like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, like Sam's hands are shaking. He doesn't even. The only picture he looks at of his parents is the one that he has next to his bed. Um, so yeah, his hands are shaking while he's holding the statue, and he's just, "Where did you find this? That's my dad." It was right here on the... Uh, hey, breathe. S- slowly, okay? And Ortic takes notice and uh, gets up and comes over to look at what you're looking at. And he says, uh, that's Chuck, the peace bringer. That's who? Chuck, he- the peace bringer. S- sir, um, I-, I-, I believe this is a statue of of my of my dad can can you tell me more about about this man please i i uh, don't know how he could possibly be your father he passed a couple hundred years ago but the peace bringer originally fought with the human army during the seven kingdoms war uh he is the one who discovered the link between all of the kingdom's families and enabled the kingdoms to have peace by helping them reach an agreement. Sam's breathing calms down a little bit. Um, uh, can, can I buy this statue from you? Yes, of course. It's here to be sold. Uh, how much is the statue, sir? Shoot, what did I say? Ark, I don't wanna... Ark is already gold. getting the money out of his purse. Oh, yeah. 20. yeah. Um, Sam's yeah. going to start. He's starting to tear up a little bit. But holding it back and keeping a pretty strong front. This is very, like, not happy-go-lucky Sam. This is very Stonewall. Yeah. Um, Nice uh, thing for you to know about your coin purses. You don't have to count the money. You just think how much money you need, and it goes to your hands. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Okay. So. um, And we got I think you said it was 25. I think I said that, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Ark... Ark shells out 25. Okay. Uh, 
Sam's uh, leaving the shop at the moment it's paid for with the statue. Okay, oh. and oh no, Alex's pendant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Alex and Keelan's yeah. pendants. Yeah, yeah. Um, On a cute note, so... he got Keelan a sunshine because Keelan's his sunshine. Oh, so cute. God damn it. <laughs> so cute. Okay. okay. Uh, um, so you all pay for your items. We don't yep. need to do it one at a time. Okay. Ark is also just like immediately following Sam outside. Yeah, yeah. everyone everyone pays and is out in yeah. short order, so that is twenty gold. Okay. The city is fairly bustling, so the sound of people going around there and doing their business is probably going to excuse me. It's probably going to cover any conversation you have. So go at my friends. Okay. I did not expect to reveal this this early, but here we are. Yeah, so Sam's outside the shop still holding it and staring at it, and it is very clearly his father. And yeah, the happy boat boy is just gone. He's just staring at this like, how the hell? This is this is my dad. <laughs> After a, a moment passing, uh, Ark puts his hand sort of like on the space on his back that's sort of in between his shoulder blades and just you want to head back? I I don't want to cut your guys' day short but I think I am going to head back to the castle. I have some questions. That is more than understandable. I feel like anything else can wait until tomorrow. Eden, are you okay with cutting this short? I'm I'm sorry that today. No, don't apologize. It's fine. Okay. Cool. Sam's okay. bolting back. <laughs> Not running, but he's going. So you all head back to the castle. Man, I had a cute surprise planned and everything with those stupid cakes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Now I I'm said just the like thing man about be... the statue and I didn't mean to, and then I was like, I have to stick to it. No, it's okay. It was it was uh Yeah, it would be kinda weird to do it now. It'd be super out of character. Maybe he'll get to it later. You guys still have the baked goods. Cool. Right. So you all get to the castle. I have put you on the first floor. All right. Um, actually, none of these guys would be here. Okay. So you are on the first floor. There's not really a lot of people around. Um, I would like to either go to the library or um, find the prince. So... I think you go up the second floor. Um, do, 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 do. Roll 20 doesn't make this easy on me. My heart. <laughs> yep. Sam. And you see a uh, another kitsune person. Uh, he has two tails, but otherwise is essentially Robin Hood Fox. <laughs> okay. Yay. Okay. Um, but he is heading to the stairs that you just came from. Um, and he says, oh, you must be the ones that my brother keeps referring to as his saviors. My name is Prince Hiroshi. Hiroshi? Hiroshi. H-I-R-O-S-H-I. Okay. Pleasure, pleasure to meet you, sir. A curtsy. And bow. Small bow. Um, I'm going to bow as well. I'm still holding the... The statue. Um, pardon me, your highness, but I I do have some questions about the history of this place. 
to be specific, the peacekeeper, would I be able to have, um, I can't think of the word right now, sorry, <laughs> um, I'll say this super informally, um, would I maybe be able to sit down and meet with you or your, my, one of your dads or your brother? I would be happy to talk with you about the Peacebringer. Honestly, he's my favorite historical figure. Well, this way. And he leads you around the hall into the room that is now used for balls and parties and whatnot. No, stop it. Stop it, stop it. Okay, I have to lighten the mood Fighting real quick. Fighting with Rose I have to lighten 20. the mood. Sorry, Cinderella, but you can't come to the ball. But I love balls. <laughs> But I love balls. I had to do it. I'm sorry. No, it's it's good. Um, okay, as, there we go. As they're following him, uh, Ark would say to Sam quietly, "Do you want us to come with you?" I, if it will not interrupt your day, or bring you down, bring your mood down in any way, the support would be nice, but. Then we're coming. Okay. Mm, I love you all. <laughs> uh, but yes, you go to this uh, ballroom, and uh, Hiroshi says, I would normally take you to the library, but I would hate to interrupt Hestia. Well, of course. We, we owe Hestia a lot right now. She's helping us get back home. Um, so I've heard. What can I answer for you? I need to know who this man was. Um, I know this might not sound um, plausible in any way. I know that it was a long time ago, but he does look an awful lot like my father. Well, before you showed up and my brother vouched for you so uh, ferociously, I would not have believed that it was possible for someone to come from another world. So I suppose the realm of possibility is much bigger than any of us thought it was. Jack the Peacebringer is a very beloved figure in our history. The war had raged on for ages. We all thought we had a right to the entire nation. And at least in the case of our people, the, the animal folk royal family, we simply didn't want to lose territory. And he abandoned his troops to come to our kingdom and show us the evidence that we were all related. He actually presented the evidence to Princess Golden Breeze, who, from all accounts, was a fierce warrior in her own right. Is there something specific you were hoping to know? You said he was leading troops? Yeah. Oh, no, he was a soldier, but he left his troop to come speak with our family. Uh, apparently, he had been sneaking away books from libraries when he was able to and doing great amounts of research on his own. At the time, it was common for the human kingdom soldiers to learn Elvish and Halfling, but I believe he learned two languages in addition to that on his own. Um, Sam's gonna speak Korean to him. I don't, just to say, do you understand this? But in Korean. And then he's gonna say in English, did the peacekeeper happen to speak like that? 
maybe occasionally. Did you hear that language from him? I wasn't alive at the time. Uh, oh, my apologies. That Of course you weren't. The language is completely unfamiliar to me, okay. if that helps. Thank you. Um. Yes, of course. I'm, I'm only a couple years older than my brother, and I'm the middle of the three of us, but... Would there be an elder? Maybe somebody who would, who would have been alive in that time? Your best hope would be going to the Elven Kingdom. Thank you. Of course. There may be someone who's elven or dwarven in our lands who would remember that time, but in order for our family to ensure you have a direct access to maybe a historian or someone like that, we can get you directly to the elvish castle. I'd have to talk about that with my colleagues here. Of course. But, um, thank you for your time. I'm, I think I'll do some reading on my own and see what I can do. If I have any more questions, your highness, if it wouldn't be a bother, can I bring them to you? I'm available to you. Thank you. Right now, I am going to use the music room. I, I believe my brother showed it to you up on the third floor. Yeah, I, I believe we saw it, yes. Excellent. I'll be there today. Thank you. And he would go. You guys, I'm I'm positive this is him. Weep, I, b- I believe you. My Eden will Absolutely. hug him. Uh, yep. Sam would normally hug you back, but that's not quite what's happening right now. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm not expecting him to. She just hugs him and like pats his head a little. Charlotte does the petting on yeah. his head to try to make him feel better. My dad was a he was a translator and he knew a lot of different languages, so it would make sense that he would have. And as he's saying this and he's laughing, he starts to cry. His tears are welled up. <laughs> it would it would make sense that he would know these other languages. He learned Korean for my mom, and it, <laughs> it took him only a month. We're going to find out more, Sam. We'll help you. Absolutely. We'll, def- we'll definitely get to the bottom of this. I'm not actually cause... tearing up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to do this this early. No, it's good. It's good. Um... Sam's gonna, he's gonna hug back everybody and tell him, you know, I love you guys so much. I know we've only known each other for this time, but you've brought a real joy to my life. And, um, I don't know what I would have done if I was alone and I found this. So, thank you. I feel like that. Um, Eden is now gonna cry yeah. too. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, oh, man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. Here um, we go. Um, if you guys don't mind, I I would like to go to the room alone for a while. And I'll meet yeah. back up with you guys. Well, Absolutely. We'll see you later. Thank you guys. And I'm going to go back to where our rooms were. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is your Dungeon Master Ryan here. 
we're very aware that this is a shorter episode than normal, but we really wanted to leave that last episode on a good cliffhanger. Uh, This might happen from time to time as we try to find the best narrative breaks in the story, especially if we accidentally record a session that goes too long. Since I've got your attention anyway, please go check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TGIA podcast. We have bonus episodes every month, except for the month where I had an ear infection and couldn't edit. Uh, We have character journals, NPC journals, all kinds of fun things there. So go check that out. And now back to the show. So Sam goes back to the room that he and Jack are sharing. Uh, Do the three of you have anything to do or say at this moment? Honestly, Ark just kind of like he's just looking at the both of them. He is so out of his depth right now, but he same. Yeah, he's sort of just looking at both of them for their responses. And I think he just kind of lingers with them. Okay, Eden, Jack. I mean, well, I guess that's why Koichi said Sam looked so familiar. And, I mean, that's another piece of the puzzle as to what's going on. But that, so, I mean, we've got Sam's dad, who apparently maybe had been traveling to other worlds. We've got Eden's grandma with her magic and the dream about all of us being connected and what have you. So, I mean, and Jack looks at Ark and is just like, I dread to think what we're going to find out about our family if it keeps going like this, if it, if it keeps going like this. Ark's face, when he says that, darkens in a way that you have never seen his face look. And he looks down at his feet and kind of nods a little bit and is like, yeah. Jack definitely notices and definitely does not say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Good lad. lad. (laughs) Um, Eden is now thinking. And is going to maybe try and, like, go find someone to talk to and see if maybe anyone had ever heard of her grandmother. Okay. Um, Hestia is in the library. Uh, You know that Hiroshi is in the music room upstairs. You don't know where the other members of the royal family are right now. Okay. Um... She'll go to, to Hestia then. Okay. Ark is going to mutter something about going for a walk uh, and just do that. Alrighty. He has a lot of anxious energy now that needs to be worked out. Jack, would you like to do something at this point in time? I mean, he might go poke his head in the library, but if Hestia has taken it over... Uh, he might be like, I mean, I'd love to do some research, but at the same time, I also want to get home, but... Yeah, the library has two halves to it, and they're separated by the hallway, so you could always scurry away into the other half. Yeah, so I think he wants to check out the non-Hestia taken over half of the <laughs> library just to see if... 
Fair enough. Um, Anything so could be found. Eden's going to go talk to Hestia. Jack's going to the other half of the library. Do, do, do. Eden, do you take Charlotte with you or do you leave her with someone else? Um, She's probably not thinking about leaving her anywhere. Just kind of like... Okay, then I'll keep you together. Yeah, I just yeah, needed yeah. to know if I needed her on the map or not. Hesia is in the east wing of the library. Jack, you go to the west wing. When you walk in, Eden, uh, Hesia kind of looks up and gives a little half smile and a little wave with the tips of her fingers and then goes back to what she's reading. Um, she does not assume you're here to talk to her. Um, Eden's just going to like walk over and plonk down near her on the floor. And just kind of sit there for a second. I'm sorry, can I help you? I don't suppose that you ever heard the name Edith Keller? I can't say that I have. Who is Edith Keller? My grandmother. Wouldn't she be back at Texas? Um, well, we... Uh... (laughs) There's some other things going on, I think, now, that might go deeper than just us. She leans back on her tail and kind of rests her elbows on the book that she was looking at, which don't, don't do that. Please don't rest elbows on books, but whatever. Um, and this has <laughs> been your library. Of the this five has of been us work at a library. <laughs> this has been your library worker PSA for the day. <laughs> don't do that. Anyway. Um, But she puts her elbows on the book and kind of looks at you with her chin rested on her interlaced fingers and says, what do you mean? Well, our friend just found evidence that his father has been here. Very prevalently. His father? Yeah. Hmm. And my, my dream, since it included my grandmother and... And all of those things, I just wondered if maybe we're all of our families has been somewhere, and maybe I'd find out more. This person that you think is Sam's, or excuse me, she hadn't said the name. This person that you think is one of your father, was he using the same name when he was here as he uses in Texas? No. And it's very likely that if your grandmother was here, she might not have used the same name either. That's true. He's just going to sit there quietly. Who who was this person's father? Peace Walker? Peacekeeper. Peace bringer. 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 Um, the peace bringer. And her eyes go huge. Really? <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of a sensitive subject for him right now. And then she starts tearing through her books, just like looking <laughs> in everything. And she eventually says, did you know that sometimes when a, a spirit is attached to a place, they say that it's because there's unfinished business. 
Do I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What have we created? Speaking my language. Ghost hunting friends. Ghost hunting friends. (laughs) I'm sorry, Eden. What do you say in response to this? She's just going to look at her. (laughs) Like, I'm very, very aware. (laughs) Wonderful. That'll make this much easier. It's possible that that you are here because the unfinished business of this, this father figure is, is something to do with, with his past. It's something that he wants his child to know, which if that is the case, then simply discover more about him and you will go home. And she keeps tearing through books. <laughs> <laughs> she has a theory. It could be ghosts. <laughs> Um, Eden is gonna stand abruptly. <laughs> are are like, you alright? I think I need to go talk to him right now. <laughs> oh god. Yes, of course. I will continue my research. <sighs> She's gonna head off to go find Sam. Okay. Sam, are you still in the room? Uh, he's in the room holding the statue and just crying. Oh, oh boy. She's gonna <laughs> do that. <laughs> Sam, knock, 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 Sam, knock, knock. The door's unlocked, but he's not, he's not going to get up for you. Oh, no, 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 but he, he said he wanted privacy, so she's knocking first. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Sam, do you respond? Yeah, you did. She comes in, and she plumps down next to him. Sam, I just heard something very enthralling. Okay. <laughs> Sam, you know I love ghosts. <laughs> yes, Eden, I know. Sam, look at me. Oh, okay. He's He turns and his eyes are just red. And she's just gonna grab his face. <laughs> okay. Sam, this could all be a way for you and your dad to connect. I was just talking to Hestia and she said that that there could have been unfinished business he had here, and it connects him and you, and, and that if we have you learn more about him, that we could go home. And it, it, it's a sign, don't you see? For you. He's going to wrap his arms around Eden and kind of pull her over into his lap. Not in like <laughs> a, a weird way, but in like a he just needs to hold something kind of way. And he's just gonna tell her like he's, he's hugging her so hard that she just gets pulled into the yeah <laughs> yeah, um, oh. and he's just he's just crying and kind of into her shoulder and just going you know I Eden I haven't said this to anybody but I blame myself for his death. I don't know if I can live up to that. If there's unfinished business, I I don't know if I'm good enough to finish it. And she's gonna squeeze him really hard <laughs> with her tiny little Eden muscles. Charlotte is also petting Sam's head, but like more, I don't want to say aggressively, but quickly because <laughs> Sam is important. <laughs> it's more like, it's more like she takes both her little hands and puts them on either side of his head and just pulls down as hard as she can and then starts back at the top again and pulls down. <laughs> And starts back at the top again and pulls down. Petting. <laughs> um, 
And she's gonna pull back enough to look at his face. Sam. We were we're here for a reason. And I don't ever want to hear you say something about you not being good enough, because that's bullshit. Whoa. Your dad. You it's it has to be you, okay? You are good enough. You're gonna make me cry. Dory, I'm crying. Sam oh. <laughs> still. I did this to you. He's gonna sorry. pull her in for a bigger hug. Even you know, because I'm gonna pop her eyeballs out of her head. Um, he he hugs her her tight and he says, "You're right. I I don't get to sit here and sulk like this. If if this is a way for us to be together in some way, and if this is maybe." has to do something with us getting home I owe it to you guys to help and to get you home so I'll try my best I need to get home for Alex too Sam you are you are very important to us and you're one of my boys and you're allowed to be sad but you're also an ass kicker so <laughs> So I'll take care of you, but right now, if you need to just sit here, that's fine. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna do some digging for you, okay? And you take as much time as you need, and we're here for you. Um, but I believe in you, and if you and if you give up now, I'ma beat your ass. <laughs> okay, Eden. I wouldn't want you to do that. Your big old muscles and all. I am so strong, I can open pickle jars myself sometimes. When you're not calling me to come do it. Would you actually come do it? Because sometimes I have to give it to, to Charlotte, and, and sometimes she, even she can't do it, and it's a problem. While Eden is saying this, Charlotte gets off the headboard of the bed where she was previously petting Sam's head and gets into one of the bakery bags and finds the butter cookies and just throws three of them at Sam like, these, you feel better. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> he laughs and he puts one in his mouth. She doesn't even get into the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. He laughs and he puts one in his mouth and he's like, and he, and he just tells Eden, you know, thank you and and you're right. I there this is happening for a reason. And it might end up being a good reason. Yeah. You know that well, I don't know the full details of your father's passing, but you know the likelihood of that it's your fault is I find that hard to believe. But that's me just talking out my ass, so. I love you so much. He's gonna <laughs> give her a, a friendly, like, very much a friend peck on the head and just tell her Aww. we should get back to the others. I'll, I'll be there shortly, okay? Do you need a hugging pillow? Because I can just sit here and hug you if you want. I'll be quiet! <laughs> no, Eden. <laughs> you, you go back to the others and you tell them what you found. I'll... I'll gather myself. I don't want them to see me like this. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave Charlotte here because because she's she's a good listener, too. I'll take good care of her. Thank you. And she'll give him an also big sisterly peck on the head. 
friend love. love. <laughs> My heart grew three sizes. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so this is a pretty big drop, drum bomb that I've just dropped into all of your laps. Yeah. Jack, what are you looking for? He is going to go for those sweet, sweet history books for just as much information as he can find out. Not necessarily about, oh, the Peacebringer, the Peacebringer, but Juke, the person. Mm-hmm. See what see what turns up, see if there's any convenience. And then he just vanished off the face of the earth and we assumed he died and... Yeah. Et cetera, okay. et cetera. Go ahead and roll me something. All right, I'm assuming that's going to be a history check. Yes. Okay. Roll me something good. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> roll me, roll me, roll me. You got a 20. Yeah. Uh, Nat 20! Holy shit, I was Nat 20! Okay. Good work. I have to consider what this means. <laughs> Give me a second. Fuck Ryan, Ryan has assumed the, the plotting pose. <laughs> That's the thing, is you guys have jucked up my plot. Well, you can't just leave these tidbits and not expect us to find them. Yeah, the first one was a mistake, and everything that has happened was completely coming to me. So give me a second. Okay. I I will say, do consider the fact that you did tell us that the royal family of the animal kingdom can, in fact, get us to a historian in the elven kingdom. So. Uh, Which is something that if you guys allow it, um, if you guys are okay, Sam is a hundred percent doing. Oh, they're going. He knows Elvish now. They're going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if yeah, if Hestia yeah, I, doesn't, I if Hestia doesn't roll up, I had had a plot thing to get you all there, but clearly you don't need it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We found our own plot bunny. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's good. Um, it's just progressing a lot faster than I thought, which means I need to start working on other stuff sooner than I thought. But let's get back to the point. I have a song um, for you. Oh God. Oh, okay. Off, off topic. <laughs> Who do you think we are? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Dory, I love you. Okay, okay. Yep, yep. Jack, this is what you find out. Okay. Jack was a simple farm boy. Um, he who his parents were has been lost to time, but it says in the history books that he was adopted. When he was 12 years old, he was conscripted to join the human army. And it was when the war was in full swing. Just go, go, go. He was in battles almost immediately. Everyone that was around his age when he was being trained ended up dying in battle. He's the only one of his original squadron that survived. While this was going on, they had cast magic on him to give him literacy. So he gained literacy in both common and orcish. And then after that, like the rest of the recruits, that he was trained in Elvish and Halfling because the plan for the human army at the time was to uh, have those two kingdoms be allies and essentially slice the nation in half with them. But Jack was infatuated with the library and that's why he was doing all this research and figured out this connection it didn't start as a way for him to end the war it started as simply wanting to learn stuff 
And then he found a connection. And that connection grew into more connections until through a lot of research and a lot of conjecture, he was able to make the presumption that all of the royal families were related. He took that information to the animal folk kingdom and present... Well, actually, first he fainted because (laughs) he had been traveling by foot for a long time and had not had enough food and water. Um, The Kenku named Swift had found him and nursed him back to health. Once he was nursed back to health is when he went to the castle and presented this information to the princess from a dungeon cell because the guards were immediately suspicious of the person with the human army insignia, but he presented it. Um, once this information was presented to the princess, she immediately took him to their library to corroborate what he was saying with some of their resources and everything that he said, as far as she could tell was right. Uh, so she bullied her parents into listening to him. And then they made a plan that he was going to go to the orc kingdom and present this information to them. Um, and so the princess went with him, as well as a handful of soldiers. The uh, visit to the Orc Kingdom. Um, hold on, let me find this guy's name. This is why the entries for Sam's family has taken me so fucking long. I see <laughs> it now, yeah. Uh, I see this is why you spend so much time on Josh. Yeah. Oh, good. I did get the princess's name right. It was Golden Breeze. King Rune, which is spelled R-H-U-N. So he went to present this information to King Rune, and King Rune would not listen to him unless they fought first. And Golden Breeze tried to take his place in battle, and he was just like, no, 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 I'll I'll do this. It's fine. And he let this king beat the ever-loving shit out of him. To prove that he wasn't a threat to the orc kingdom. And so King Rune listened to him. And also made sure he had his best healers available to bring him back to full health. Uh, King Rune's just like, oh shit, I think you're right. They corroborated with what sources they had there. And then he sent him with a handful of his soldiers. And this just kept going in a circle. Until they're all just like, oh shit, this is... This is what we've been fighting over, and we all have essentially an equal claim to this throne. And Juck specifically helped lead the negotiations that split the kingdom into its seven semi-equal parts. Mm-hmm. Um, this did include the halflings conceding some of their land to the orcs because the orc land had been worked down to just like a sliver. Mm-hmm. Um the halflings were pretty good natured about it. Actually, they were basically just like, eh, they're much bigger than we are. Um, <laughs> but all of this happened, and then Juk finally was able to go home and found out his mother died. Oh, and no. okay. he, he spent time mourning before he said, "Okay, I made a promise to Swift." Or excuse me, swish. It is swish. S eight. Excuse me, S W I S H. Um, I'm going to fulfill this promise to swish, and I'm going to go back to him. And so he did. And then they became lovers. And then they went back to his farm home. 
And the last thing the history books say is that he is presumed dead. Presumed dead is not definitively dead. We don't have a corpse. We don't have a funeral. We have nothing. Hey, okay. funerals can be I'm, fake. I There's mean, that. Yep. Um, Here's the thing. Sam did go to a funeral for his dad in your world, but obviously that information could not have reached this world. Yeah. Right, but in, just in terms of, oh, well, we presume Juke died. Yeah. So Sam that is all the information you find out. <laughs> yes. So, all right, so Jack, like... I assume the library has no papers or he just... No, they have papers that are available there. Yeah, or he just takes the relevant book or books and like comes back to the rooms and knocks gently. Sam, I I think I found some more information. Yeah, Jack, come in. And Jack comes in and kind of sits cross-legged on the bed and sets down his notes and or books. You can totally have notes. That's fine. Okay. Well, I did a little digging in the non-Hestia half of the library, and (laughs) I found the smorgasbord of information about your dad, at least in this world. Thank you for doing that, Jack. That that means a lot to me, dude. I mean, I just I just want to help you figure out what's going on here because I mean, this is just—it's crazy, isn't it? Bonkers. <laughs> it really is, man. Um, he's gonna give Jack a hug and tell him, "Is this is this the book that you found the information in?" Yeah, and Jack gives him the rundown. Um, just out of curiosity, how old was he? Was Juke when he discovered that? Oh shit, they're all related. Uh, he was sixteen when he started figuring it out, and he was seventeen when he finished finding the information. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. He was sixteen when he figured it out, and by the time he got to the animal kingdom, he was seventeen. Okay, just making a quick note of that. And so, I think that's right. Yeah. If I'm wrong, then the history books made a mistake, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to okay. reread my stuff. Um. So, Jack gives him the Cliff Notes version of, well, he was a farm boy, but he was adopted. But then he was only twelve when they conscripted him, and he just, he just somehow managed to survive. And I mean, I guess they have magic literacy. I mean, they don't think, oh, we don't have time to teach our child soldiers how to read so but he loved learning and once and I mean he was just reading but then he started putting the pieces together and he figured out this whole seven kingdoms being related to each other stuff at 16 then he traveled here to the animal kingdom fainted was nursed back to health by that kanku swish that we mentioned (laughs) and then to make a really long story short, politics. But he goes. <laughs> Sorry, that was just good. It's so good. <laughs> Eventually, once he's done helping set up the whole Seven Kingdoms, he goes home, finds out his mom had died, 
But he made a promise to Swish, so he met back up with Swish, and apparently they had a very deep connection and were lovers, but they retired to Juke's farm, and now I can't help but notice the exact words. Juke was presumed dead. And I just feel like that might be relevant to our whole situation. I think you're right. And Sam's gonna kind of touch the back of his head and rub it a little bit and tell Jack, I mean, I'm not surprised my dad figured all of that out in the amount of time he did. That man used to do a crossword puzzle in three different languages before breakfast, so... It... it makes sense. Sounds like he was a real, real intelligent man. Fella. <laughs> he was the smartest person I ever met. And a, a great man. And I... While this opens up so many old wounds, it... It brings some peace to my mind and some love to my heart to know my father did something like this. And so thank you. Jack, not nods his head and puts his arm around Sam's big boat shoulders. <laughs> Alright. I think I'm gonna retire for the night, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you get to sleep. Do you mind if I tell the others? Or... I don't mind at all. When you're done, would you mind leaving the book here? Just so I can read oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. No worries. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ryan, your Dungeon Master, and I'll be closing us out. First of all, thank you to Zoe Hovland for writing our theme music. If you're interested in hiring her talented self for any of your future projects, you can find her at facebook.com forward slash Zoe dot Hovland dot composer. That's Zoe, Z-O-E, Hovland, H-O-V-L-A-N-D. There are lots of ways you can keep up with us, and the links to our website and all the podcast social media accounts are in our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the game is afoot. You can also find us on Patreon. We are at patreon.com forward slash T-G-I-A podcast, all lowercase. Our lowest tier is the kid's sister at just $5 per month, where you can find character journals, player notes, and Patreon-exclusive art. If you have suggestions for things you'd like to see on our Patreon, let us know. Our email is thegameisafootpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you soon.